Well, good morning, everybody. It's great to be here this morning, and we want to give you a really warm welcome to Hook Church on this Christmas Eve. And every time that there's a Sunday on Christmas Eve, I always come up with the same cracker joke. What did Adam say to his wife on the 24th of December? It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> so there we go. Okay. <laughs> I just had to get that out of my system. If you've come in this morning and you think you're mad, we're, we're mad, you're right. <laughs> We've got around about 30 people taking part this morning. So um, pray for those on the sound desk and streaming because they're going to do a great job. And we've got uh, members of the Sunday School of Rock taking part as well this morning. So we're really excited about that. If you've come in through one of these... Year two children heard the Christmas story in this way. And 250 adults have accompanied them. Isn't that wonderful? I think it's something to rejoice over. Okay, so... I'm now going to begin the Christmas journey. Who will join in with me the second time I do these actions? All right? So here goes. Father God created the world in six days. Day one, he created light and dark. And that was the first day. And God said, that's good. Day two, God created the skies, and that was the second day, and God said, that's good. Day three, God created the land, the seas, the flowers, and the trees. And that was the third day, and God said, that's good. Day four... God created the sun and the moon and the stars. And that was the fourth day. And God said, that's good. Day five, God created the fish and the birds. And that was the fifth day. And God said, that's good. Day six, God created the animals <laughs> and people. And God said, that's good. And day seven, God rested. Now, we often think as adults, we're much cleverer than children. But let me tell you a question that came out. One child said, if God is God, why did it take him so long to make the world? <laughs> Six days. Okay, and another child said, well, if on day four, the sun, the moon, the stars were created, how come there was light and dark on the first day? Hmm, stay curious. Like a child, stay curious. Can I invite you to stand up, and we're going to do that again, and I'm going to be looking out for the animals amongst you and hearing you too. Please stand, if you can. Okay, let's start then. Do the actions. Father God created the world in six days. Day one, he created light and dark. And that was the first day, and God said, that's good. 
Day two, God created the skies. And that was the second day, and God said, Day three, God created the land and the seas and the plants and the trees. And that was the third day, and God said, Day four, God created the sun and the moon and the stars. And that was the fourth day, and God said, Day five, God created the fish and the birds, including Hoot. And that was the, now I put myself up, that was the fifth day, and God said, Day six, God created the animals. And let me see another animal. Okay, thank you. Thank you. So they're, they're more, some are more convincing than others, to be perfectly frank with you. And that was the, sorry, he created animals and he created people. And that was the sixth day, and God said, that's good. Day seven, God rested. Please rest. So what a wonderful world God created. Everything was beautiful. Everything was perfect. Well, so you'd think, wouldn't you? No, it wasn't. Let's hear a little bit about what happened. So day seven was like heaven. God loved what he'd made. He was best friends with the people. That's how it should have stayed. But something happened one very sad day when people decided to choose their own way. They said no to God. We don't want your rule. We'll do our own thing. We want to be cool. Famine and earthquakes all came along. There was death and disease. It was going so wrong. Friendships were broken. Families would fight. Everything was spoiled. Nothing was right. The world was a mess. God and people weren't friends. That's, oh, so, so sad. Do you think that's the end? No. Christians believe God had a wonderful plan to fix this big mess. Do you think he can? Yes. You're off on a journey, so let us begin. Will God and his people be friends once again? Listen out for the rescuer. Oh, my. So much to do. myself I'm so sorry my name is Mary and I live here in Nazareth 
And the amazing news is I'm engaged to be married to Joseph. <gasps> For those of you that don't know what engaged means, it means we're going to get married one day. I'm so excited. I should say, actually, Joseph, he's a carpenter. Do any of you know what that means? What's a, carp what's a carpenter? That's right. Well, that sounds amazing, doesn't it? But that, that, that's impossible. Ah, uh, Mary, remember, with God, nothing is impossible. Treasure these things and ponder them in your heart. Did you hear what he said? He said, I'm going to have something. Can any of you remember? What, what did he say I'm going to have? I'm going to have... Yeah, yeah, what am I going to have? A baby. a baby, that's right, thank you. But he said he will be called something. Uh, can you remember? He will something, any, eh, something. Eh, any, yeah, what's he? His name will be Jesus, that's right. And he said he will, something, what was it? He will, anyone, yes. He will rule, and there was another word, wasn't there? What was it? it was like rule. R what was it? Rescue. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, friends, for helping. He will rescue his people all over the world from their sins. I need to just think on this. It's a lot of important things. I'm going to go and... Visit my cousin, Mary. It's like Mary, but it's not Mary. I'm going to go and visit my cousin, Elizabeth. It's a longer name. Elizabeth. Thank you for visiting me, all of you. And I hope on your journeys, you find what you're looking for. Thank you. Goodbye. Poor Mary. She's so overwhelmed, isn't she? She forgot her cousin's name, Elizabeth. <laughs> so it must have been quite surprising to see the angel Gabriel. I was certainly surprised. Were you girls and boys? <laughs> it was a dressing gown last week. It's that this week. I wonder what it'll be next week. Okay. So if we chose a rescuer, who would we choose? God had his own plan, but who on earth would he use? I think we found that out. How long does it take for a baby to grow? Inside of the mummy, does anybody know? Keep it secret a minute, secret a minute. Okay, let's just ask um, grown-ups a couple of questions. Toby. Toby, what was the average weight for a baby in 2023? 7.4. Hmm. Let's see. Marion, what was the average weight for a baby in 2003? You're both, you're both wrong because you've got the answer. Do you know how long it takes for a baby to grow in a mummy's tummy? Nine months. Are you right? Yeah. The average weight for a baby in 2003 was nine months. Now, 
Let's move to a field on a cold winter's night where some shepherds were sitting. They were to have quite a fright. Greetings! Do not be afraid. I bring good news of great joy. Today, in the city of David, in Bethlehem, a saviour, a rescuer, has been born to save people from their sins. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill to you and all people everywhere on whom his favour rests. Shepherds, off you go to Bethlehem. Good evening. This is your roving reporter for the BBC, Bethlehem Broadcasting Corporation. With me, I have an eyewitness to the strange events of the past few hours. Could you please recount what you saw? Bah! Bah! A man named Joseph and his wife came here to Bethlehem to register for the census that Caesar Augustus ordered. And then, what happened? Bah! Bah! A baby! Yes, it's confirmed. A baby born right here in this less than ideal location. And do you know the baby's name? Bah! Bah! Jesus. Yes, rescuer. It's a name that's very important, isn't it? Bah! Bah! Thank you, yes. Well, I'm wondering how a sheep like you got to a crowded city like this. Bah! Bah! You were in a field grazing, and there were shepherds greeted by angels and heavenly hosts, and they told you to come find a child? This story gets more and more glorious. Bah! Bah! Yes, it's true every baby is special, but this one does seem a bit more special, extra special. What, what other visitors could possibly be coming to see this baby? Bah! Bah! You say that there's a convoy of wise people coming? Wise men, you say? Interesting. Bah, bah. Well, folks, you heard it here. This could have been a scene of mayhem and misery, but instead it's one of comfort and joy. I wonder what the future holds for this baby. Remember, you heard it here first from the BBC. The feel-good story of the year straight from the sheep's mouth. That's all from me here in Bethlehem. Do you have anything you'd like to add? Bah! Bah! Do a thousand miles to travel, and where are my companions? Just disappeared. I've got all the packing to do, as always. Camels to find, fodder to pack, blankets to sort out, clothes. I don't know. Melchior, oh, what are you sorry. doing over there? Sorry, sorry, I was packing, I was busy yeah. packing, sorry. Well, come down here at, oh, where have this oh. crew come from? I've never seen them before. Well, I think we should introduce ourselves, Melchior. Okay, well then, uh, I mean, you've already introduced me well, pretty much. Well, you can introduce I'm, yourself I'm, again. I'm, I'm Melchior. Yes. Yes. And I and am Balthazar. 
and we're very pleased to meet you, particularly the children in the front row. How good to see you. Have you any idea who we are? I'll give you a clue. There's normally three of us, but the, but the other one is looking for the camels. Yes, who do you think we are? Wise men, you're absolutely right. You've got something else? And the three kings. You're both right. We are the three kings, or the two kings, and the wise men. Now, do you know what makes us wise? You again, you're really clever, this lot, yes? Really old. Uh, so, uh, oh, he said really old. I'm not really, really old. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't like that. Okay, no, well. No. Uh, you, we listen no at school answers. a lot. Yes, I like that one. Yes. Now, I'll tell you, at school you have books, don't you? Well, we have things called scrolls. Oops, upside down. And this is a scroll. And this is part of our Bible. And we have read recently in our Bible, in a place called Daniel, that around about this time, a very special baby is going to be born a long way from here. And we're getting ready to go and see him. Isn't that right? Yes, absolutely. You're That's good. Right. Yes. I'm just checking you're listening. Yeah. Right. Now, what Sorry, do we give about special packing. babies? What do we give special babies? That's, yes. a, that's an excellent question. Maybe, maybe somebody here knows what we give special babies. You mean you don't know? Okay. Uh, I, I don't. Yeah. I, um, uh, gold? Uh, well, he knows it already, actually. Yes. Wow. Uh, that is amazing. Yes. We have gifts because to babies you give gifts and you're quite right, they're very special gifts because this is a very special baby. And I think we should show them the gifts. That's yes? a good idea. Yes, good we, idea, right. Yeah, I'll right. show the first gift. This is, now I think you've said it already, haven't you? This one down the front. This is pure, unadulterated gold. Ooh. And here we are, absolutely real. And the reason we give gold is because we know this is a very special baby. And more than that, he is going to be a king a king of all people. So gold is for kings because it is very precious. So that's our first gift, a gift for a king, gold. Good. Now, yeah, can, can, can I show the second gift? Uh, would, would that be all right? Yes, you I, can. I was yeah, just going to say that, yes. Good. So you show them special gifts. Right, so this is a special gift for a special, special baby. And inside this box we have, um, well, it doesn't look very nice, but it smells wonderful. This is special frankincense. Now this special, special baby we're going to see, we're going to worship. And uh, we've been studying and studying and we've, we've realized now is the time for this baby to be born. And we're going to take this and worship. Would you like to smell the frankincense and just see what it smells like? Can you, can you smell that? No, no. Would you like to smell? Isn't that nice? It's, it's very special, and it is something that we, we take for worshipping, and we're going to worship this baby because he's born a very special baby, someone to worship. That's excellent. Well done. I'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> so, children, we have gold because he's going to be a king. We have frankincense because he's going to be holy. And we've got one more gift. You again, yes. Myrrh. Myrrh. Amazing. We have myrrh. And here is some myrrh. Now, this is very precious, and I've got to handle it really carefully. But here we have some myrrh. Now, myrrh, I can tell you, used to be used to put on wounds on your skin, and it used to help them heal. It was like an antiseptic. But that's not the reason we're taking this baby myrrh. Myrrh is also used to put on dead bodies. Now, why would we give myrrh 
to put on dead bodies to a baby. It's a very funny gift, isn't it? It's because this baby, this special baby, is going to grow up to be a special man and he's going to die a very special death. And this is to remind us of his very special death. So this is the myrrh. So I'm going to put that away very carefully. So we've had the gold, we've had the frankincense, and we've had the myrrh, haven't we, Melchior? We've had the gold, we've had the frankincense, and we've had the myrrh. Yes, I said that. Yeah. But anyhow, <laughs> there's something else we need to tell the children, isn't there? That's right. Yes. How are we going to get there? How are we going to get there indeed? You tell them. All right. So we have been uh, studying our scrolls, and we have learned that um, this baby is going to appear when a star appears in the sky. And that is, that is the indication that this baby is born, and now is the time to go find him. But how are we going to find him? That's a very good question. But we saw the star, didn't we? We did see the yes, star. Yes, you missed that bit out. Yes, we saw the star. <laughs> We saw the star yesterday evening, a huge thing in the sky. It was amazing. And as Melchior said, that is the sign that this is the right time for the baby to be born. So, can anybody see a star? Can you? Where? Oh, over here. Oh, there. Where? But behind, behind. Do the washing up. I've done everything else today. I've cooked. I've given out the presents. I'm going to have a rest. Twink, twinkling like diamonds above him. I want to hold treasure, he said. I want to be covered with gold and filled with precious stones. I'll be the most beautiful treasure chest in the whole wide world. The second little tree looked down at the stream trickling on its way to the ocean. I want to be a strong sailing ship, he said. I want to travel mighty waters and carry powerful kings. I'm going to be the strongest ship in the whole wide world. The third little tree looked down into the valley below where busy men and busy women worked in a busy town. I don't want to leave this mountain top at all, she said. I want to grow so tall that when people stop to look at me, they will raise their eyes to heaven and think of God. I'd be the tallest tree in the whole wide world. Years passed, the rains came, and the sun shone on the little trees, grew tall, and one day, three woodcutters climbed to the mountainside. The first woodcutter looked at the first tree and said, this tree is perfect, it's beautiful for me. And with a swoop of his shining axe, the tree fell. Oh, now I'm going to be made into a treasure chest, said the first tree. I shall hold wonderful, wonderful treasure. The second woodcutter looked at the second tree and said, This tree is strong. It's perfect for me. And with a swoop of his shining axe, the second tree fell. Now I'm going to sail mighty waters and carry kings on the water, thought the second tree. The third tree felt her heart sink. When the last woodcutter looked her way, she stood straight and tall and pointed to heaven. But the woodcutter never even looked up. Any kind of tree will do for me, he said, and with a swooping, with a, with a swift move of his axe, he chopped down the third tree and it fell. The first tree, who wanted to be a treasure chest, 
rejoiced when the woodcutter brought him to a carpenter's shop. But the busy carpenter wasn't thinking about treasure chest. Instead, his work-worn hands fashioned the tree into a feed box for animals. The once beautiful tree was not covered with gold or filled with treasure. It was coated with sawdust and filled with hay for hungry farm animals. The second tree smiled when the woodcutter took him to a shipyard. But no mighty sailing ships were being made that day. Instead, the once strong tree was hammered and soared into a simple fishing boat. Too small and too weak to sail an ocean or even a river. He was taken to a little lake, and every day he brought in loads of dead, smelly fish. The third tree was confused when the woodcutter cut her into strong beams and left her in a lumber yard. What happened? thought the third tree. All I ever wanted to do was stay on the mountainside and point to God. Many, many days passed. The sun shone and the trees nearly forgot their dreams. Next slide, please. But one night, golden starlight poured over the first tree as a young woman placed her newborn baby in the feed box. I wish I could make a cradle for him, the husband whispered. The mother squeezed his hand and smiled as the starlight shone on the smooth and sturdy wood. This mange is beautiful, she said. And suddenly, the first tree knew he was holding the greatest treasure in the whole wide world. You know, Jesus was born and he was put in a manger, a feeding trough for animals. And sometimes we forget and leave him there, don't we? He just stays in that manger as a little baby. But of course, Jesus grew. He grew and he grew like babies do. And he became a man. But Jesus was born for a very special reason. That reason was to die. We'll hear about that in a minute. So he grew up and grew up. One evening, a tired traveler climbed into the boat with his friends into the old fishing boat. The traveler fell asleep as the second tree quietly sailed out onto the lake. Soon a thundering and thrashing storm arose. The little tree shuddered. He knew he did not have the strength to carry so many passengers safely through the wind and the rain. The tired man awakened. He stood up, stretched out his hand and said, Peace. And immediately the storm stopped. Do you know who that person was that said peace? Who was it? It was Jesus, that's right, it was Jesus. So when he grew up, Jesus became a special teacher for three years. Just wonderful, wonderful things. He healed people, he loved people, he stopped storms, he brought people back to life. But still, people turned against him. Anyway, let's move on. One Friday morning, the third tree was startled when her beams were yanked from the forgotten woodpile 
She flinched as she was carried through an angry, jeering crowd. She shuddered when soldiers nailed a man's hands to her. She felt ugly, she felt harsh, and she felt cruel. So the rescuer children and grown-ups was put on the cross. That looks like a pretty big mistake for a rescuer, doesn't it? Looks like the battle's over. But no, it was all part of God's most wonderful rescuing plan. The cross tells us something very, very special about Jesus and something very, very serious about us. Whatever I do, I can't make myself friends with God the Father. Do you remember the people said no to God at the very beginning of the creation story? And sometimes I say no to God too and turn away from him. The Bible calls that sin. And Jesus had to take the punishment for sin on the cross. I wonder if you can whisper to the person next to you, what do you think your biggest problem is? Just whisper it. What's the biggest problem in your mind just now? It might not be, it might be not being able to write properly or not do your maths properly. It might be that you're not very good in that goal. It might be that you want to play football better. It might be very serious things, like sickness. Or it might be that you've got no money or friends. And God says to us, that's not your biggest problem, you know. Your biggest problem is that you're not friends with me. That you've sinned and you need a rescuer. That's the biggest problem you have. Well, on the cross, the rescuer Jesus was taking everything that blocks my way to be friends with God. It was very, very painful for Jesus, very painful. But because he loves us so much, he was willing to do it. So Jesus was buried after he died. Now, is that the end? Is that the end of the story? I do hope not. Because after three days, when the sun rose and the earth trembled with joy beneath her, the third tree knew that God's love had changed everything. It had made the first tree beautiful because it carried Jesus. It had made the second tree strong because it carried Jesus. And every time people thought of the third tree, they would think of God. And that was better than being the tallest tree in the whole wide world. So that leaves one thing. I've done the crib. I've thought about the crib. I've thought about the cross. Now, the stone. That covered the cave where Jesus was buried. And if Jesus had stayed buried and stayed dead, I wouldn't know that I was free to love God and God to be my friend. But because the stone was removed and Jesus came back to life after three days, I know it. So that's my three special things on my table. And the rescuer came. Did you see him come throughout this morning? So can you remember this Christmas, please? That the rescuer was born. The rescuer died. The rescuer took our punishment for the sins that we've done and the punishment we really deserve. Jesus did that. And Jesus, the rescuer, rose again to show the rescue plan had worked. 
No wonder Christians can have comfort and joy, is it? No wonder. And we can have a very happy Christmas when we trust Jesus to do exactly what he did on the cross. Let God have the final word, shall we? In John 3, 16. Hang on, because my little cross came out of there. This is what it says. John 3, 16 and John 3, 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And we can be secure if we know the rescuer. Happy Christmas. Well, thank you very much indeed. Um, thank you to all the band playing and all the singers and all those who took part this morning as well. Never forget the Monty Python version of the Two Kings. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to pray and then we'll close our service. Heavenly Father, thank you for the Christmas journey and the true Christmas story. Thank you for all that happened and that we've been transported back 2,000 years. But thank you that it's been brought right up to date to us today as well. Thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord, our God, and our King. Help us, we pray, on this Christmas Eve and over this Christmas time to remember him and to follow him throughout the year. We pray all this in his name. Amen. Amen. <laughs>